Choose to Be podcast, a mindset podcast by students for students. I am excited to be here today because I have another an amazing student here with me. Um, her name is Hillary, and I've come to meet her through a class that I took here at UC Berkeley. And we met each other through a class Discord group, and uh, we were one of the few people that said, hey, I'd really be interested in doing a study group. We ended up meeting together at a cafe, and uh, we started our friendship there. And that's it's something really cool that um, I'm able to meet students like this at Berkeley. And um, just like Hillary is a great example, she's an amazing person. She's very enthusiastic. She's first generation and grew up with immigrant parents. And she found to navigate her way through high school and is now a senior at Cal studying data science. And she also got to intern abroad. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to uh, let her introduce herself and share a little bit more about uh, who she is and uh, what she's doing at Cal. Yeah, thank you so much for having me here. Um, well, it's an honor to be on your podcast. I just started mine, Pico with Hill. And I don't even have a setup like this. This is fancy, Jackie. (laughs) Fancy. Well, hi, everyone. My name's Hillary, also known as Fika with Hill. Um, I am a fifth year studying at Cal. Beyond my beautiful introduction that Jackie has offered me, I, I love rugby. I love sports. I'm just living my life one day at a time at this moment because it's been chaotic. I went to Sweden and actually I missed my flight home and I had to rebook a new flight last minute and I was so scared and it was just like the worst experience ever because I've never been out of the country before. But I managed and I was calm and everything turned out all right. Like if I can get over like being across in a country with no one there and like no one to help me, I can do anything, right? I hope so. (laughs) That's just one of the things. But um, I'll hand this back to you for the questions that you might have for me. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Hillary. It's, it's so nice to hear a little bit more about yourself, some of your interests. And yeah, we're just going to dive into some of the questions I have for you. And the first one is, what are your interests? And what are some of the career goals that you have uh, currently, right mm-hmm. now as a student? Okay, so my, let's say, career plans? Yeah, career plans or also... Um, your interests, mm-hmm. what, what like what you're passionate about. Of course. Okay. So I'm currently a data science um, at Cal with a domain emphasis of human behavior and psychology. And I'm interested in working in like corporate or the government um, for a few years to get work experience, to develop the SQL skills, Python, Java, um, all the things that I've learned at Cal and apply it to the working field. Um, and then go back to grad school and probably go to the Kinsey Institute where I can get a PhD in sociology and a minor PhD in human sexuality. Now, those two things are really big. The jump is crazy. So I will give you some like context as to where that came from. Um, I did Shep at Cal. First, during the pandemic, I called the sexpert on the Tang portal at Cal and I was like, hey, I'm looking for sex advice. Like, what is an HIV? What is STD? Like, I'm interested in sex. Give me the 411. And then after all the questions I asked, Robin Mills, the sex expert, had told me about, like, joining her program. And then I taught about 
contraceptives and like um, even helped towards the queer community that I was in. And that opened a window for me to explore human sexuality and integrate psychology into my current studies right now. And in the past, I've applied to like a vibrator company where I could be the like data scientist there for this company called Lioness, but I didn't get accepted. But then I got this new opportunity in Sweden where I worked with Ocleo. And that's where like I was the data science for this intimate storytelling app and it's been it's been going well and I see potential where it can go. And so I'm hoping that could be my little outlet. But another pivot that I could have is being a DJ. <laughs> you think I'm crazy. I know it's it's completely <laughs> random, but like I have ADHD and like music and like my my Adderall stimulants, like it just bangs better. Like everything's beautiful. And I think like I love the partying scene, but I don't love the partying. I don't like the sweaty crowds. I'd rather be controlling the music and having everyone have a good time. Like it works in a people pleasing, weird, dynamic way. <laughs> and I think given my personality that really does it. Anyways, I talk too much. Here's yours. No. <laughs> No, that's that's awesome to share that, you know, a lot of your interests kind of interplay with what you're doing at school right now and your academics, Mm -hmm. but also you're leaning on your interests to like showcase some of your strengths, like with mental health and uh, things that really you feel passionate about leaning into those and like having them work together instead of like keeping them separate. Mm -hmm. Because that's something that I struggled with, like growing up is like, oh, I really enjoy this, but how can I completely exclude that because I'm not learning that in school like that's not something that's important you know so yeah and just hearing that you know audio or music has been a big part of your life as someone who I find it really hard to focus for myself as well I really need to be isolated to like get things done Mm -hmm. so I can really relate to you on that one Mm -hmm. um but yeah it sounds like there's so much that you have planned for the future and your career goals and there's a couple of like maybe like pathways that you're envisioning for yourself um like a follow-up question to that like are you open to change or is this something that you really want to like make sure you get to or are you just open to like seeing where the wind takes you Mm. so Jackie I actually made this decision five minutes before you walked in (laughs) (laughs) like Mm -hmm. I was just listening to music jamming out by myself and I'm very quiet like or like I was dancing and Mm -hmm. I was like wait this is fine like imagine if I had an audience and all my good friends over friends and family and like I started to envision what it would be like and I have friends that have done DJing but I was like oh that's that's like a side hobby but then now I really put it into consideration and like your question asked like are you open to change hell yeah I am the answer is like always I think change is beautiful it can be very uncomfortable like if I was told like hey you gotta work with like corporate and you gotta poke straws into like a hole then I'm like shoot man like this change is terrible but maybe I might lead to something else and given my people skills I'm certain that I can make a boring job really fun um given like either it pays well or if it pays work like badly it's just the people that you surround yourself with that really matters for me um and so I think having this kind of creative outlet or even like a out of the bubble thinking like who have, who talks about sex positivity who does DJing and like those aren't really the common trajectory traditional jobs that people do but you have to look for it and you have to dig within yourself and that's kind of what I did to kind of find that although I have no idea how I'm gonna get there but 
just dreaming big and keep dreaming is my mentality. And so if something gives me like an opportunity, I'll try it. And if I don't like it, I can pivot again. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm young. I, I'm able-bodied and I have a good head on my shoulders and I feel like I'm very privileged and thankful for the opportunity mm-hmm. to be at Berkeley as a first-gen low-income student to like meet these people and have mm-hmm. these opportunities. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's a. I'm really inspired by you, Hillary, because, like, you uh, take things on with like an open mind and open heart, and it sounds like you try to make the best out of the situations you have. Mm-hmm. And yeah, kind of leading into my next question is, uh, how did you get to Cal, and wh- what were some of the challenges that you faced along the way? Ooh, challenges are a big one. I'm gonna take you through my first year. I got burglarized when I first arrived um, (laughs) or my parents came to visit me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it was during like November, before finals week Mm -hmm. too, December. We went to Ogane Korean barbecue and they took Mm -hmm. my social security card. They took um, my laptop, my wallet, my debit card and everything because that was the first time I was like, oh, thank God, my mom's here to take care of me. Like I can let my guard down. And she actually gave me that so like the social security card so mm-hmm. that I can get a job and do work study and so I applied to Amazon um, and it was the hub locker on campus mm-hmm. I worked there for four hours my first day I was like oh, this is hard the next day I got burglarized and I was like you know what I turned in my letter I was like I'm quitting and quitting today and I need mm-hmm. my driver's license if you can give it to me because they had a copy of it mm-hmm. and so that was that was a whole event within itself and other things that occurred to me that were obstacles towards like my education were like when I got into bad relationships and I was really romantic driven I was like oh I need a boyfriend or I need a partner and I want to have love and like have the college romance but it turned quickly sour when I realized like some people are emotionally manipulative or there can be something that turns sour and you and I didn't love myself and so that's when I was like oh no what's happening um that turned sour quickly and then I reoriented myself and um I started going back to school and started focusing and then I got hit by a car while I was biking to school no way I don't know if you even know that yeah um when I that's why I have a rolly backpack now Mm -hmm. because my back hurt so much Mm -hmm. and I had to take a gap uh semester Mm -hmm. just to recover I had a concussion no broken bones Mm -hmm. thankfully but it was a pivoting moment for me that's why I mentioned like I have an able body, I have a good mind, and like then I couldn't even look at the computer. I was not allowed to read. I was only expected to lay on the bed and sleep and recover. Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I went to 100 to zero. Mm-hmm. And when I was, when things like that that are taken away from me, it's mm-hmm. like the small things I nourish so much more, or like I'm very grateful for. Because in the past, I thought that like, oh, I can party, I can do my sorority stuff. And like nothing matters but once all of that was taken away i was like oh shoot like partying doesn't really matter and like what do i really want to do with my life and i had six months to think about that and so and i was afraid that i wouldn't come back to cal as well because when you drop out or you withdrew draw there's barriers to come back in and they told me to pay like two thousand dollars up front and i was like um i don't have money and i don't know the people but luckily those those barriers had made me stronger and therefore I'm here as my fifth year at Cal and I'm hoping that like I can finish because this year is the hardest year. After I studied abroad in Sweden, I was like, I'm ready for the workforce. I want to drop out of school. 
Mm-hmm. But I need the degree. Yeah. I need the degree to show that I'm credible and I'm able to do the work. So right now I'm trying to make it the most of it by like talking to friends and like mm-hmm. making it more feasible. But mm-hmm. for the most part, that's that's been the journey I've been doing and the backpack helps a lot with carrying stuff. <laughs> wow. Your story had so many twists and turns and you know, I think it's very common for things like this to happen, but it's hard to know because everyone is very like, you know, at school, you don't want to be too open all the time. Well, it makes sense, right? You don't want to like put yourself in situations where like maybe you're oversharing or, but I think a lot, what, what is kind of common is a lot of people think that like, I, I don't know, I don't know people that well. And just by looking at them, you wouldn't know that they've been through so many things like this like how you went through like going from zero to 100, right? Like getting things taken away from you and still trying to like reorient yourself while you're also taking on classes, being a student, and also like trying to find yourself through relationships and mm-hmm. <laughs> seeing how that goes. And then maybe like realizing like, I don't, like, I w- I don't wanna feel this way. Like, I don't wanna feel like crap <laughs> mm-hmm. because of somebody else and how they're impacting my like emotional state mm-hmm. and how, my self-worth and you know that can easily lead down the road where you're giving up like if you don't get an internship right or if you don't um do well in a class like it can just go keep going downhill but it sounds like you really like had to dig deep and think of like well what do i want and what makes me like feel happy at school <laughs> like how can i find mm-hmm. a better place for myself and yeah i'm so sorry that these accidents happened and like I have seen people get hit like actually seen people get hit oh my God. while they're riding a bike so I think it's kind of common like <laughs> at a very like busy college school you know mm-hmm. yeah I've seen, I've also seen it I'm like, like, I'm like oops sorry don't. gotta go to class <laughs> like <laughs> thankfully it was right outside my apartment so I didn't have to go anywhere but I did like stay and like did you help are you okay them? yeah oh, okay. there was like two other people who helped as well oh, you're so nice. um but yeah it's hard because they're in shock and you don't want to just leave them there it's like you say you're fine but are you really fine you know dude i did that mm-hmm. messed me up <laughs> <laughs> don't do that yeah no i think it's also like the embarrassment or you people are watching you and it you're just like yeah i'm okay you know you don't want to like get attention because you're already everyone's looking at you so yeah, just trying to be like helpful <laughs> when these things happen and I see things. So um, so it sounds like your journey at Cal has been very, there's so many things that has, has happened and now you're here. And I'm wondering what tips that you have for students who are applying to a big university like, uh, like UC Berkeley, what tips might you have for students? Mm-hmm. I would say for first generation students, I can say that you get four or eight free applications and there are programs like Westbridge that will help pay for the college applications and I think that's a big barrier. Um, And for students in general, I'd say don't put all your eggs in one basket, have reach schools, safe schools, and mm, I think those are the only, and like middle schools, like you're like, I might get in, whatever. be ambitious. I assume that either you're 18 years old or you're an untraditional student and you're trying to get back into school again. Like, the most important thing is to get started and find that community that there are other people that are going through this process 
and people who are willing to help you. And something that helped me a lot was College Board, where I looked at all the colleges and what my options were. Um, but the thing is, is that I didn't get to any of the UCs, UCs except for Berkeley. So I was so ready to go to Cal State Long Beach or even City College before this. And I wasn't ambitious at all. Um, it was just granted to me when I was like, not even looking for it. And so that's why I think it's important to just put yourself out there. Don't tell yourself no. Don't be the first person to tell yourself no. And when you're applying, be graceful and kind to yourself so that you're not the first person to say no to yourself. You have potential and whether if you believe it or not, like ask your friends, like ask them like, hey, can you hype me up? Tell me what's my potential and then hear what they have to say. You'll be surprised. <laughs> uh, I think there's uh, so many opportunities that maybe aren't like the traditional, like, oh, I just have to apply and like get in, right? But there's other ways of like nurturing that, that, that transition because, you know, if you're in mm -hmm. community college, you're doing those first two years. Mm -hmm. If you're in high school, you're a freshman and you're, you know that you want to go to college. So you have this time in high school to, you know, create the time that you'd like to be able to, to get to where you'd like to go mm -hmm. and really utilizing your communities there and also making it your own. I was like hearing you asking your friends, what's my potential? And also maybe advisors or teachers who are supportive of you and your interests mm -hmm. as well. So yeah, I think it's super important too to find a community. And there was something you mentioned too that really resonated with me. I think, I think it was along the lines of like, Maybe or, like me saying like, no, you can still keep going. Don't say no to yourself or resources. Oh, I know what it was. Okay, <laughs> okay, yay. Go ahead. It, it's funny. You have to like stop thinking about it to, for it to come back. But uh, it was surrounding like your preparation, how you prepared. Mm -hmm. And you didn't, you didn't, you said you didn't get into any UCs, but you didn't like have Berkeley in your mind. I it, was, think it was on the back burner. It was in the back, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like, oh, this is where I want to go. This mm -hmm. is where I'm going. Mm -hmm. And I think that a similar thing happened to me in community college. I didn't have high ambitions mm -hmm. either. I didn't tell anyone that I applied to Berkeley, but I was like, I'd go there. I'd like to go there. I think mm -hmm. that's a great school, but I'm not telling people about it. I'm not like, you know, getting uh, super attached to the idea. So when I got in, I was like, no way. Like... <laughs> this is amazing like I thought I was gonna go to like UC Santa Cruz or like you know another like state school near my my home mm -hmm. um but that was definitely like a huge marker of like like where you were saying like my potential and seeing these like acceptance letters um it shouldn't be like the sole way to get uh to feel like validated yeah, but it does bring some kind of confirmation through all the hard work that you've put in. Mm -hmm. And that's with like any, any, any letter of acceptance, I feel like, to any college. But yeah, thank you for sharing your tips, Hillary. Mm -hmm. I think the next question that I'm gonna ask is, um, what are you currently up to at Cal? I know we were talking about your past, your challenges, and how you were navigating. Like, where are you now at Cal? What are you up to? What are you doing? Some, some activities you're a part of, or organizations? Yeah, um, I'm in NAFTA now after I wanted to drop out <laughs> in the summer um, my friend recommended me to start there and I said okay um, I applied and they've been really walking myself through even though I'm a fifth year 
they're showing me the basics that I should have and sometimes I forget the basics because I'm so distracted by all the college orgs that are here and opportunities that keep coming and so now that I'm doing NAPCAL that's been my sole focus as well as with my classes I'm taking three classes and two technicals which are data science and stats and then one um, sociology course and so I'm really buckling down to graduate and I'm applying for jobs so the phase of my life is that like I could be tutoring I could be um, learning a new skill but I think I'm gonna invest on finding a job so that once I have a job the networking ability will be easier um, and something I'm considering is even research mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get to Dr. Okunufua but I haven't found his <laughs> office hours. Oh, okay. Yeah. He does a he has a link. Mm, okay, then please send that to me when, yeah, when you I'll can. Try to find it. <laughs> yeah. Um I I think I'm trying to just reach out to professors, ask for letters of recommendations, apply for scholarships. But besides that, like fun things, it's my last year. I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to join chaos again and go on hikes, maybe on a backpacking trip or camping. Um and really reflect and like just it's like a bittersweet feeling to end school and right now I'm at a pivoting point where I can go anywhere and I'm thinking of like oh my gosh what if I just change and go teach English in a different country like Mm -hmm. it's it's so many options but I really have to figure out where do I want to put my time and energy in and so that's why I'm so focused on reflecting I started my podcast so that I'm spending more time with myself because I really feel like I don't even know myself sometimes and as much as I like I shared about myself and things like that um, I've been driven by my parents and I think I've been trying to live a dream for my parents like to get this education and work for them and like you know become a doctor or whatever but I want to follow my passions a little bit and that's why DJing's on the spectrum or, or like the the radar and so if if anyone, any listeners know anything about DJ, <laughs> reach out to me on my Instagram. Um, again, Fika with help. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I want to say thank you so much for having me. Um, thank you so much for having me. And like, I want to do this more. Like, I want to interview other folks because I think even from our first conversation that we had mm-hmm. after studying, we had like 30 minutes or something to have dinner together. Mm-hmm. And we were talking so well, and I was like, I wish I can record these conversations. <laughs> They're so helpful. And I'm wondering, maybe a question for you to close is like, who is your audience? You've been doing podcasts mm-hmm. for so long. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the audience that I have are like actual Cal students, mm-hmm. people that I meet and that are just interested and they like they follow my page and then they they see like I have a link to my podcast and they like go ahead and do that mm-hmm. on their own time. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like put it out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> but people can find it if they follow me or if they just keep up with me. Um, yeah, so a lot Jackie's of so busy. Cal students. <laughs> I also like go back to do uh, like speaking engagements for events like at community college or. Um, like anywhere where there's uh, non-traditional first-gen students, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. especially community college, because that's just my pathway. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking to do more mentorship in like high school setting and then hopefully like opening my reach a little more. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of the interests I have for research in psychology is that mentorship relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Well, I'm working with one of my mentors on that. So, <laughs> yeah, so that'll be um, something that maybe I can, like, keep an eye on. And this podcast helps me, uh, like, bring more of the, the storytelling yeah. through that. I, like, I might be reading about it or learning, like, all these technical things about, like, research. Mm-hmm. But I think the storytelling is important, too, and meeting people. And through the students that I've interviewed, everyone's story is so different. And, like their perspectives and their challenges and like your interests like they're so unique to you and I think that's important to share and um, be able to have that voice where you're able to share a part of yourself with like maybe people who might have a similar like thought like oh what I like is not traditional or it's uh, sidetracked to what I want to study but like you know having some of the these difficulties accepting (laughs) some things as well as a student Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, thank you for asking that, Hillary. And yeah, I wanted to just give you one last moment to share what you're up to or any last words. Okay. Um, well, um, one thing that I wanted to mention was for the untraditional path. Like, if you don't go to college right after college or within the next three years, it's okay. Like, I've seen people who are like 50 years old coming back to Cal or just starting their career path and everyone has an untraditional path and I admire that because it shows that education is for everyone and you can continue learning it never stops thank you so much Hillary for for being here and taking the time to have this conversation with me it was so amazing getting to know you a little bit better through some of these questions and make sure you go and check out what Hillary is up to I have all of the ways you can connect with her with her podcast her LinkedIn her Instagram All of those details will be in the description of this podcast episode, so make sure you go and check her out. And all of my links will be in the description as well. Hopefully you all have a great rest of your week. Good luck, everyone, and...